And hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 53 of the weekly Yes And podcast. My name is Travis Thomas. I'm the host and the creator of the weekly Yap. And uh, this is episode 53. It has been a while since uh, I've done a solo cast. And I feel like more than any other time, this is sort of the perfect opportunity to just kind of do a solo cast, to, to catch everyone up with what has been going on recently, as well as just to, to reflect and start a dialogue uh, a little bit, as well as looking ahead to Rack Friday, which is coming up on Friday, November 25th, the day after Thanksgiving here in the United States. But uh, today's solo cast is, it's, it's, it's tough. It's a tough one. This is uh, not, uh, not yet a, a full week since the election here in the United States. And no matter where you are in the world, uh, you've been, you obviously know the results of the election and you've seen the aftermath of what's going on in a lot of the communities across the United States as a result of the election. And if you are on social media at all, uh, you cannot escape um, uh, just the stories, the, uh, the dialogue, uh, and let's be honest, the hatred, the hatred that is being spewed from both sides uh, based on the result, no matter how you fall. And I feel like that's, that's what I want to talk about here a little bit today. Um, I'll, I'll be honest with you, and I'll be completely, totally transparent about, uh, about my vote and why I, I kind of feel the way that I feel. Um, but it, this isn't meant to be a, a right or wrong uh, conversation as much as a what, what do we do? What do we do as a community? Because what we've been doing uh, is not getting us to the type of solutions and resolutions that we're looking for. And uh, a lot of things have been um, simmering under the surface. And even though on the surface, there, there seems to have been tremendous progress. Um, when you look at society and rights and, um, and progress, but, but underneath that, um, I think it's come at the expense of a whole population of people that have felt ignored uh, and not listened to. And so I just, let's just get into it here a little bit. Um, the good news is, is that whatever I end up saying here, I want to make sure that I wrap up by more than anything promoting Rack Friday, <laughs> which is coming up in less than two weeks, which has become now one of my favorite days of the year. And I feel is, is, is somewhat of the solution to some of the, the, uh, the problems that that we're facing as, as a result of this election. But let's just dig into the election real quick. So who did I vote for? I voted for uh, Hillary, um, not, uh, not with a lot of enthusiasm. Uh, actually, I was uh, sort of wanting to, to possibly go with a, uh, another party, um, I think. But at the end of the day, uh, uh, I just felt like, okay, this is going to be a close election. And um, uh, to be honest with you, I was, I was fearful um, of sort of what I feel Donald Trump um, uh, represents, and and th- and this is this is strictly for me, sort of w- what what concerned me, and um, I'm uh, I guess someone that puts a lot of weight into character and to leadership. Um, I've I've built a company about how to help um, uh, how to create powerful and sustainable and dynamic cultures built around trust and respect and empathy and humility and collaboration. And uh, there are so many amazing leaders out there that embody that. There's so many amazing politicians out there that embody that. Um, if you want to get, and, and just from a comparison, you know, uh, I, I voted for Barack Obama the last two elections, not because of his policy, 
Um, uh, in fact, I disagree with a lot of policy, but what I believed in was his character was his, and how he was going to represent himself for our country um, and his diplomacy, um, how he was going to represent our country in dealing with other um, with, with uh, conflicts and other leaders. And I felt like at the end of the day, we're, all, we're always going to disagree with, uh, on the nuts and bolts of things. But do we believe in the character of someone to lead us? And so um, for me, that's what, what weighs heavy and weighs strong in, in how I vote and, and how I look at leadership. And so um, to see what, what Donald Trump seems to stand for, which is sort of personal gain um, and really personal gain, unabashedly arrogant, sexist, uh, racist, misogynistic, um, and uh, disrespectful and uh, tremendously arrogant. And again, I, I, if I am so blindsided, please let me know. But this is just sort of his public persona. I don't feel like I'm just creating this. This is sort of, I feel like what he actually was embraced for by a lot of voters. He just tells it like it is. And, and I heard that over and over again. He just tells it like it is. And what I hear from, what I mean, what I think people are saying is he's just being honest. Because when someone says he just he tells it like it is, that to me is saying, well, he just tells the truth. No, I truly believe what he is saying. He believes, but and he's not afraid to be offensive. But that doesn't mean he's telling it how it is. <laughs> he's just unabashedly going to tell you what he thinks. Where I get concerned is if people actually agree with what how he's telling it like it is that that Muslims are terrorists and Mexicans are rapists and, um, and that women, you know, when you're in a situation of authority, you can do whatever you want to women. Um, and so from a character standpoint, I think it's probably no shocker. And I don't, I don't need to beat this point into the ground. That's why I voted for Hillary. Um, with, with all of the, the faults that she had, um, I, I wasn't nervous about our diplomacy um, or concerned. Uh, does Washington need a major shakeup? Absolutely. A huge shakeup. But I just didn't see that in the person of Donald Trump to be the one to do it um, in a way that I felt like whatever he shakes up, what's going to come out of it is something positive. Um, and so there you have it. There's 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 my views on that. Um, and that's why uh, he didn't get my vote. Um, so when the election went the way that it did, I, I, more than any other election I participated in, I was physically ill. And I, I was physically ill from the standpoint of feeling um, so disappointed that that his his character and how he behaved and how he carried himself that, that so many other people were able just to look the other way for whatever other reason that they believed in. Um, and I don't know what those reasons were, um, that we could just ignore that so much, um, but because we believed in something else, which I'm not sure what that is that we believed in. And so that was difficult for me to handle. And then I just felt, I just felt tremendous pain for, for any Muslims or Mexicans or women um, uh, or African-Americans who have been hearing an agenda for the last year from from uh, President Trump, or soon to be President Trump, about what essentially their lives mean and um, what their future could possibly be. 
and um, to be a white man in, in this country, which I always have been and I think I always will be, um, I've had tremendous white privilege. Um, I hope to never know the fear that, that, that it must feel like to be a minority in this country. Um, but I can imagine, I can imagine what that feels like um, to see that your your future and and the value of your race or your your you know your is just so um, unvalued and and what that means moving forward. And so that's that's where my pain has been, um, and and moving forward and the diplomacy and and we live in a very very difficult and complex world where. Where nine times out of ten, patience and humility um, and a level of composure needs to win out over emotion and arrogance. And I, I, I am praying that that Donald Trump has the the ability and a network of people around him to to help him navigate these really difficult waters. Um, my fear is that he hasn't demonstrated that as of yet. Um, but, but I trust and, uh, and here's where I have to go on this. Um, uh, I'm not online. I'm not bashing, um, uh, anyone who voted for Donald Trump. I'm not, I'm not bashing. And I, I don't even want to, I don't want to bash Donald Trump. I, I, I'm very sort of open about sort of how I feel about his character, but moving forward, I know as a country, it, it comes down to how we support um, and I know that there's a lot of protests going on, going on right now. Some of them have become violent. Um, and I, I understand it. If I, if I were, again, if I were a Muslim American or if I was a Mexican American or if I was a woman or if I was anyone who felt like my, my rights were about to be trampled on, I would be upset too. Um, and I, I, I think we need to give people the rights because, that, again, what makes our country so amazing is that you can disagree so heavily and have the right to, to demonstrate and to voice your opinion, um, obviously in a peaceable way. Um, but, um, you know, I, I've heard people calling the protesters crybabies. And, um, you know, I, I just feel like we're still our answer is that we're just continuing to divide and be divisive. And I think the opportunity moving forward is I, I hope that, that Donald Trump finds that way to unite. And I hope each of us, and I think the responsibility upon each of us, is to unite and come together. Uh, my good friend, Janessa Gans Wilder of the Euphrates Institute, please check out her blog um, about uh, making, making the other my brother. And I think that is the demand that all of us have right now is we need to make the other our brother. And whether it's your neighbor or whether it's actually whether it's literally your family member, we need to make our other our brother. And we can't turn it into debates and we can't turn it into those people are idiots. Um, it, it has to be about empathy. It has to be about compassion. And I say all this right now, and it is extremely difficult for me to want to have compassion or empathy or forgiveness. Um, but I know at the end of the day, this is just my, my judgment and my opinion and my perspective, and I'm responsible for that. And if it's causing me pain, it's me causing me pain, and I am responsible for that. And what I am committed to is, is peace and to love and compassion and the dialogue and to having a conversation and to inviting, um, uh, ooh, it's tough, inviting opposition, um, but empathy being 
the number one goal, because as a country, if you look at that map, if you look at the map of how our country voted from county to county, any metropolitan county that had a city in it voted blue. Every other outside of the city county voted red. And so what does that say is there is a huge disconnect between um, how we think about our brothers and sisters that live either in rural areas or in the city and, uh, and how we think about one another. Huge disconnect. And I think this election brought that out more than anything. Um, but what is happening as a result, um, where you see the, you, you see, you know, blatant cases of racism and you see kids chanting in a school, build that wall, build that wall. And, um, uh, it, it's just bringing to the surface. We are the great melting pot. And what is brewing in this pot right now is a stew of, of fear and anger and frustration that is coming to the surface. And it's time for us to look at it to yes and it, and to yes and it from a standpoint is it is there. Um, we have come a long way as a society, but we have not abolished racism. We have not abolished sexism. Um, and it is there, and we need to address it. And we need to address it with strength and with courage and with love and compassion. We can't answer anger with anger, hate with hate. And we know that it's just a cyclical response that only makes things worse. And we have all the examples to show how things actually create progress, uh, from Dr. King to Mahatma Gandhi to the Mother Teresas of the world that that create movements and create change through through peaceful action and love and strong commitment to to principle and standing your ground, but standing your nonviolently with love. So that's that's what I'm committed to. Um, at the end of the day, I know whatever <laughs> whatever is happening right now is what is supposed to be happening because that is what is causing the greatest opportunity for progress and change. <clears throat> and just like the caterpillar goes into the cocoon and completely its life turns into goo, but in that goo, it's rich with nutrients and potential. And out of that goo out of the nastiness of death, out of the, comes a new beautiful form. And America, I feel we're in the goo, but out of that goo comes a completely transformed new idea, a new nation. So that is what I am holding to. Um, to those of you who sort of, if you disagree with my political views, I'm completely fine with that. Um, hopefully you're not getting caught up on that. Um, cause I'm at this point moving forward, it's about connection and empathy and understanding. And if you are in pain, let's hear each other's pain so that we can understand each other's pain. Um, and from understanding comes, comes, um, uh, empathy from empathy comes trust from trust comes respect from respect comes safety and from safety comes authenticity into collaboration. And we need to yes and. We need to collaborate as a country moving forward. Um, and uh, we need to do it together. So that's my, my, that's my thoughts on that. Which brings us to 
Thanksgiving, which is just days away, and the day after Thanksgiving, which this is year three of Black Friday. And if you don't know, um, well, this is not year three of Black Friday. This is year three of Rack Friday, and Rack Friday stands for Random Acts of Kindness. And this goes back to three years ago when I was inspired to invite family and friends on the day after Thanksgiving, Black Friday, instead of getting caught up in the consumer frenzy to spend the day committing as many random acts of kindness as possible, thus transforming Black Friday into Rack Friday. Our goal this year is for people to commit 2016 random acts of kindness that are committed and printed, not printed, but shared via social media with the hashtag RackFriday16. Our uh, Facebook page is RackFriday16. And uh, again, using those hashtags, check us out. And uh, again, let's say you, you, you baked a dozen cookies and then gave them away to 12 different people. Those are 12 random acts of kindness. So you, we can really, really quickly, each of us, do a lot um, and spread the love and spread the compassion. And there's no better day to do it than Black Friday. And uh, we're really aiming for this movement. So please check out our Facebook page, Rack Friday 16. Uh, hashtag Rack Friday 16. And, and help me and uh, all of us start this movement. Let's really transform Black Friday into Rack Friday. So Powers Catholic High School out there who I came and spoke to, yes, uh, Rack Powers. It's been Rack Friday Powers every Friday. Let's get you guys involved, the classrooms. To Principia School in St. Louis, yes, let's Rack Friday 16. To any other school, any other organization, any other company, team out there, Let's turn it into a game. Let's have some fun with it. Uh, let's transform Black Friday into Rack Friday. So uh, if you have any ideas about that, please be in contact. Again, I'm at Live Yes And. My website is liveyesand.com. My book is Three Words for Getting Unstuck, Live Yes And, which is available as an ebook on Kindle and available as an audiobook on cdbaby.com. So there you have it for today, everyone. Um, USA is the greatest country in the world because we can disagree, because we have the right and the freedom to disagree, um, and that's what makes us so beautiful and which makes us so great. And uh, let's get out there, everyone. Rack Friday 2016. Have a wonderful, wonderful yes and day, everyone. Mm-hmm.